You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I think that uh, that pretty much makes it pretty much means that I should maybe be given part of the lake. At I least don't some think that's kind of what an, it means. Perhaps an honorary title or a statue. I think we should just be lucky that we were able to stay at the lake as long as we were. Well, yeah, able but to. I mean, I was clearly, I was clearly champion, and so I'm just saying that. Possibly yeah, but if I, it was. Uh, I think it was of glory, not so much of a uh, part of the lake. Well, no, but I want something for it. Glory's not enough for me. I think glory should be enough for you. I want land, Sarah. You want I land. Dem- That's why you land. should have written that into your contract before you Hello. got into your battle. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah <laughs> X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is fantastic that you do so. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash live, where you can subscribe to the live stream. Six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. And uh, after that, it's uh, pure awesomeness. All for you. Six ninety nine a month. Six ninety nine a month. The first week, six nine nine nine. My 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 mouth isn't working so well today. Yeah, it's a, you got a little bit of a tired one. There. I do. So <laughs> we. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can always uh, follow us on Twitter at Fun Up Radio or like us on Facebook. All of these things. So we've got tons of stuff to get to. A big recap of what happened last week, and plus special news. I'm going to share with everyone here coming up. So special news. Perhaps some big news in the world of something that has. Uh, Large feet. We'll just leave it at that. Something that has large feet. Are you talking about Scott Daly? Yes, Scott Daly. Okay, news. No. It's Scott Daly news. So, uh, <laughs> so we have all that stuff coming up today. But I think we need to do we need to do a full recap of what happened. So, Sarah and I, along with many of our other friends, including some people you know from the network, perhaps one Scott Daly, maybe a Keelan King, a Tristan Mayer, other people who are part of this network as well, all went on a big trip. Over to Central Oregon. Now, we're located in Portland, Oregon. On a camping excursion, if you will. A camping excursion. Mm -hmm. Um, Camping-ish. You know, I'd say camping-ish. Is it camping light, Greg? It was camping light. I mean, there was was a bunkhouse there. You know what? There was no no shower. There were no amenities. We had to to brush my teeth out with a bottle of water. Like, I I think that that was camping. Well, it's kind of. It was kind of camping. It was camping light. I'll go with that. Mm. It's, It's good enough. Good enough for me. We'll we'll call it camping light. It it works though. We can we can still put it in that same vein. But uh, it was fantastic, and there's so many different things that happened on this trip that I think um, I think we should we should get. To I know now. Bit. I feel like I'm getting my bearings back a little bit. Yesterday, yeah. I just felt like a shell, a shell yeah. of a human. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did kind of uh, just take a take a little step outside of regular society there for a while, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened. For it the last was kind of like a Lord of the Flies kind of thing. Yeah. Like no adult supervision, just a bunch of people, a bunch of alcohol. And, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there were there were adults there, but not really. Not yeah. Mind. I mean, like fake adults. Fake adults. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Everybody was kind of a fake adult at this mm-hmm. thing. Even the adults. <laughs> Even the so, adults were. So uh, it was it was so much fun. So with that, since we're going to be covering all of this today, we're going to talk about our sponsor, the Bike Gallery, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll give an update on the Bike Challenge, <laughs> and then we'll talk all about Bike Gallery and the amazing things they have going on there. So. Let's let's start off with saying where it was we were going. So we went to a place called Lake Billy Chinook, which is a place of magic. It's uh, right next to the Cove Palisades State Park in Oregon, which I know that I'm just throwing out names just in case somebody wants to look it up to kind of reference where near it is. Madras. Yeah, basically, basically about uh, 45 minutes outside of Madras because you have to wind down this giant canyon. So Madras, Oregon is in Central Oregon. It's a uh, for for people that aren't from Oregon, I think they get this idea, or maybe people that have just been to Portland, they get this idea that the entire state is just like Portland. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. 
It's not at all. No, They're, Oregon's very, very different. Huge and and sparse in many places. Like we were in the desert basically this weekend. We were in we were in a high plains desert. Oh my gosh, high plains desert. God damn it, Greg! All your like odd <laughs> specifics are really annoying. Oh, it wasn't camp. It was camping light. It wasn't a desert. It was high desert. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You know, it's it it is different. It's different territory. Different kinds of different kinds of folks. Perhaps out that way. A little bit more conservative. A little, little more Oregon. conservative type, I, I'd say. Yep, a lot more cowboys, a lot bigger trucks mm-hmm. out uh, Lots out of Madras big trucks. Way. Yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's a lot different than Portland. There is mm-hmm. quite a difference. So for people who, who just see Portlandia and think that's all of Oregon, no. 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 No, no. Oregon is... Uh, the Oregon's mostly like a red state, isn't it? Usually, except for well, minus like this big blue dot that we live in. Well, no, it's not just Portland. If you look at the I-5 corridor, it's mm-hmm. Port- Portland to Eugene is predominantly, if you had to label it as blue or red, it would be blue. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, yeah, then it then it then it gets uh, it gets yeah. a lot more red. Yeah, yeah, it gets a lot more rural. Well, it like is. That. It's really neat too because you go to different parts of Oregon and it feels like you're in a different state. Mm-hmm. That's like the really neat thing about living in the Northwest is that you can be in a city and then boom, you're in like a you know you have to drive across Mount Hood and it's like beautiful forestry and snow capped mountains and stuff. And then ten minutes later, you're driving through a desert with like dust bunnies rolling through and mm-hmm. stuff. It was it's odd. I really really like living in the state. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I mean, anywhere you any direction you go. You can get completely different kind of terrain but so so the way over there on uh, Friday evening it was uh, myself one Mr. Tuggy Sarah and Kelsey mm. all riding in Tuggy's car which he was nice enough to drive us over there and of course hit the requisite giant thunderstorm as we're coming over there. oh my which, god it it is that thing was terrifying we don't get them here in, on this side of the Cascades on the west side of the Cascades very much that side they get them a lot more mm-hmm. and it is a different kind of animal wow I know because we think that you know like as Portland's known for all of its rain which it does of course rain a lot here don't move here it rains a lot here <laughs> um, but, then, but then on the other side that's like a completely different beast all of, of its own like that was that was some weird yeah, scary thunderstorming going on. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was a big time storm that was happening. But luckily, that stopped by the time we got to the magic of Lake Billy Chinook. So, um, got there. Ended up hanging out with a bunch of friends, having having a bunch of drinks. Yes, it is being noted that you did say dust. What bunnies. are those things called? The big like the a tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. That's what dust, I'm thinking. A dust devil would be okay. Let me. I'll give you some. Uh, no, dust devil's like a teeny little like like hurricane, right? Or tornado. <laughs> it's not a hurricane. It would it would look like a little, tiny little funnel. Of okay, dirt. A tiny little like tornado, like a little kind tiny of. funny tor- sure, funnel you can tornado. Say that. That's okay. a dust devil. Okay. Yeah, a dust bunny r- lives in your house. Lives in my house. Yes, in your house. All probably. over my house. I would guess all over I your house. I would imagine it does, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a difference in between there. And I think maybe you're, you're talking about like tumbleweeds or... I think I'm talking sure. about tumbleweeds, like the ones like the, in Old West, the... Yes. And then like it blows around. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tumbleweeds, that's what I meant, T- not dust tumbling bunnies. Tumbling tumbleweeds, yes. Tumbling tumbleweeds. <laughs> uh, so so uh, anyway, got there, got there to Lake Billy Chinook, ended up having a blast. There are a couple of things, though, I want to bring up. A blast. Greg had a blast. It was a good time. I like it. It was a lot of fun. You know what? And let me just tell you, I've known Greg for years now, and he was... Camping Greg is a different beast in and of himself. Camping Greg is... He's like fancy free because Greg is a very hard worker, and he's constantly working and stressing and getting shit done all the time. But when you get to see him relax... It's a magical, Greg. Well, that's why I like camping so mm-hmm. much because I tur- even though I could get cell phone service there, here's how much I wanted to relax this weekend. There actually was cell service. I could get it there. But because, you know, my whole thing about if I go camping, I don't want to have any kind of way to contact my phone so I don't get stuck on it. 
I turned it off and I convinced myself in my mind I had no signal, so that way I didn't have to use. That it. doesn't really sound like camping light, then, Greg. That sounds like camping. If well, you treated it camping as camping, light. I'm saying in my mind that's what I did. That's how much fun I wanted to have. That's why I did that. So that way, in my head, I wouldn't be constantly checking it and checking email. Which, by the way, for everybody who emailed over the weekend, sorry, I'll get back to you today. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, I literally did not look at my account. Uh, I didn't look at my account for this entire weekend. So. I'm realizing now there's quite a few people who got a hold of us. We're getting back to them. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was it was the way that I could I could make myself relax. So I could I could do that, and then hey, it's just time to have fun. Then it's time to and, have fun, and, and I did. Although, let me just say this: I still don't understand why it is that everyone always wants to wrestle me or fight me when I'm. Well, you're starting. You understand it, or you don't know? why? No, I don't. I don't know why. So let me tell you what was happening here. I was I was innocent me. And then we'll get to why Greg thinks that he owns a part of the lake now. Oh, yeah. Point. We'll get to that, too. Yeah. So innocent me is sitting there. there oh, my God. There was a picnic God. table there. Which Are is, you kidding me? I was sitting there, you know, merely enjoying a beverage, having a good time, talking to folks, and, you know, just enjoying nature. And I get a tap on the shoulder by one Mr. Keelan King. Yes, Keelan was actually out there camping. He was badass at it. It was it was very cool. And this so, is Keelan's actual first time camping. Yeah. Yeah. First time camping First time ever. out in the woods. Well, out in the woods like this anyway. First yeah. time camping, yeah. No, he was telling me it was his first time. Yeah, So yeah. And, he, and he did great. But here is the thing. As he tapped me on the shoulder, he's, he said something to me like, hey, Greg, we just want to talk to you. And then all of a sudden there's this army of hands that grab me and throw me <laughs> off of the picnic table and throw me onto the ground, and uh, basically there becomes a dog pile on me. Now, at this point, there wasn't much I could do about it. I was, I was kind of stuck. Well, I was kind no. of stuck in that point. I was dogpiled on by, by a bunch of dudes. So it was. I knew it was Keelan King. I knew Mr. Scott Daly was involved. I believe Tristan and I believe Tuggy. Those are the four that I believe. But I knew for sure it was Keelan since he was the one that uh, that initially, you know, that initiated the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm a patient man when it comes to getting my revenge. So I waited. I got up. I, was, I took it in. Took it in good strides. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> funny. And Wait, then so, I got so my revenge. You let them all wrestle you. So what? They pinned you to the ground. It was like a tickle fight. Was it a sexy man tickle fight? It was not a sexy man tickle fight. It okay, because sh- I'm like I missed this whole thing. I didn't even see the no, t- it was sexy sh- man tickle fight. No, it was a dog pile to me and shove Greg's face into the dirt kind of fight, which is fine. And <laughs> and so I decided. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, take my time here. I'm going to wait a minute, and then bam, I struck, and I got Keel into the ground. Keelan you wrestled Keelan? Yeah, Don't I did. wrestle Keelan. What? What are you talking Keelan about? Keelan doesn't like to be dirty. That's very rude of you. Well, but Keelan wrestled me to the ground. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even get into this argument. You start it. I'm gonna finish. It. Wait. So, were you really honestly asking the question why everybody wants to wrestle you? Yeah. I think that it's just it's apparent, Greg. I'm sorry. There are some people in life that you look and you just kind of want to <laughs> take them down. You want to put them. You, you just want to grab them and like throw them on the ground. There's some people in life that are just like that. Greg, I, I think understand. you might fall into that category. You can't understand because you're inside of the category looking out. Me being one looking in, I can see why. Is this like some people when they just have like they have the face that when it's when it's resting still uh, Henry Rollins I remember oh, talking about Oh, bitchy resting face? Well, yeah, Henry Rollins was mm-hmm. talking about when his when his face is just at its resting space where he's the most comfortable, it looks to other people like he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. He's like I'm not pissed. It's just how my face fits. I, there's nothing I can do about it. No, that's what it's people, called, Greg. It has a term. It's bitchy resting resting face. Okay, but I don't have a bitchy resting face. You just have a 
face <laughs> people want I'm, I swear though it isn't just me saying this because every single person at that campsite for some reason just wanted to take Greg down a peg for some reason every maybe it's because everybody's not used to seeing you like relaxed and happy and it's just like he's too happy let's ruin it so for him so if I'm happy that's too much for everybody to do <laughs> yes. it so. Nipples is saying some people are just a little punchable <laughs> maybe <laughs> so well because of that took Keelan down then Went to work on Mr. Scott Daly. Got him to the ground, too. I, you, you take down the... No, you weren't responsible for injuring Tolly Scott Daly, were you? I didn't injure... Okay, let me say this. Um, I, I got a little scraped up when I was shoved to the ground, and, and everybody was involved in this, so I figure, it, okay, it's fair game. If you guys are all going to dogpile on me, that's fair that I return and wrestle you to the ground individually. Like a, you wrestled like Scott Daly to the ground. I did. How did you do that? I tripped him. <laughs> God damn it, Greg! He's rickety. Well, yeah, he did. He did scrape his leg a little bit. It's Greg. true. Greg, I'm not gonna feel bad about it. The man dogpiled on me. I figure. I figure it's okay. I don't know. The more you're saying this, the more I'm really feeling that like neither Keelan nor Scott were involved in a dog. They don't seem like dogpiling kind of people. Well, that's where the surprise was because they were. They were. No, because I can see Tristan. I can see uh, like Jay. I could see Tuggy. I could see everybody else doing it to you. I don't think Jay was around there. No, I, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying it, it's fair, and nobody was mad at this point. It wasn't like an anger thing. It was just like, okay, all right, here's the, that's what happened. I ate a little bit of gravel. Okay, time to get my revenge now. Again, and I don't think anybody was ever pissed. It was just a, which this, they just this, this pulled you off of your chair on from the picnic bench, and so you decided to wreak havoc on everybody's good time, tripping Scott Daly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and you're wondering why people want to hurt you. Oh my God! What he? But he started it. Why am I the one getting in trouble here? Because he didn't do anything. He just pulled a little man off of a picnic table. That's all that he did, and it wasn't <laughs> even him. Yeah, but I'm the said little man. The little man may have a problem with that one. Well, anyway, I got a little. Yes, it was, and it was too. He was involved too. Anyway, I took him down. The problem is, by then I forgot, and I was t- I was too caught up with other things, and I didn't get to exact my revenge on everybody else until the next day, which we'll talk oh about that God. here in a minute when it comes to when it comes to Mr. Tristan. Yeah, and then I get then I got some revenge there. Sometimes I'm glad I'm not an idiot. I'm glad that girls don't do that. Well, I mean, I'm sure maybe some girls do. At least my friends and most guys don't do this. Actually, I'm glad that I'm not your type of human, where you decide to trip people for no reason because you think you've been wronged. Greg likes to think he's been wronged and he needs to right the wrong. So you trip Scott Daly. You mean oh, Greg. you're describing me as a vigilante or something like that? Someone who takes justice into their own hands. Who uh, tries to right wrongs? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could call me the Robin Hood of camping in a way because I try to fix things. I try to make things right. Yeah, I mean, if you want to call me that, sir, I did shoot a bow and arrow the next day. I will say that. I, um, I did, I did, uh, I did not very well. I yeah, isn't that well. when you like broke yeah, all of the bows and arrows? No, I, I broke the, one of them. The arrows. We had we had six arrows. Tristan brought his bow and arrow, which I haven't shot a bow in a long time, and I think he had like six arrows. And Bozik lost one of them. I broke one of them, and then I think Tristan broke the rest of them. Oh no! On his own, it lasted about fifteen minutes. Well, see, well, your dog pile, like you, you got dog piled on because, as we've talked about, you're clearly slightly punchable, and you know people like to pull you off of picnic tables and you know what have you. Whereas I, what girls do is just decide to uh, wait until someone falls asleep and then take ridiculous pictures in front of them. So this happens every time we go camping because I don't, because everybody else will stay up to like three or four o'clock in the morning. I like to get a little sleep. I like to get. I is like, that what it is? I you like just to put yourself sleep. to bed. It's I not myself, because I do put myself to bed. It's good. I know at this old age of mine, I'm like, all right, this is time. I'm like, you know what? 
I'm not like Keelan was putting it succinctly the other night when he's just like, you know, when I found myself just kind of watching everybody else have fun, he's like, I realized how tired I was and I went to bed. And that's kind of what I was doing. I was like, just sitting there, like hanging out, drinking a beer. I'm like, I'm not involved in the conversation anymore and I'm pretty tired. So I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. So, of course, one of the things that is tradition on these camping trips is that uh, all most of the folks, including but not limited to our friend Charlene, who we were talking about and uh, like Amber and Andy and a bunch of our other friends who are there. Like to do this thing where they like to call it the pyramid. Yeah, I've never, I had never seen. They do the this pyramid. to me every time, okay. every time, because they can all, they all stay up to like four o'clock in the morning, and I am, I am in bed by like one. And um, so it's this thing that they always do is whoever are the first people to go to sleep. Like it's usually me and like a few other people. They were doing it all over the campsite, and what they'll do is they'll all get into a pyramid formation in front of the person, or if it's on a bed, but since there wasn't a bed. Like a human pyramid. A human pyramid. It's like it'll be like three, three people on the top, or on the bottom, two more, and then one on the top. And then they'll make a human pyramid and try to get the sleeping person in the picture beside them. So, of course, that happened to me on the first night. I believe there is a picture of this. There is. You can't see me, though, thank God, because I'm so used to the human pyramid now that I actually pulled a sleeping bag over my face so that they can't see it. So, so you're hidden from Yeah, here. exactly. Because like, I know it's just going to happen. There it is. I'm up there on the top bunk. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it's going to happen. So I just pull the sleeping bag over my head so that uh, I can't get in the picture. So I'm just like, whatever. I just have to be resigned to the fact that it's going to happen. It happens every time. Well, there there we go. See, since I didn't understand that that tradition, I had never heard of that one before, so yeah. I, I was uh, I was new to that one. Oh yeah, no, but, it happens. Okay. It happens to me all the time. Well, see, now I know. <laughs> now I know what goes on. Now, but also you know. part of the problem is you were sleeping in a uh, bunkhouse, which was, if you were sleeping in a tent, it's much harder to do that. Although you can find other ways to mess with people in tents. That's a whole other lesson for another time. Though. Did you mess with people in their tents? Um. No, I messed with Tristan in his truck, but no, I don't think I messed with anybody in their tents this okay. time. Not this time. It, I got to make sure that I know exactly who's in what tent because there were people there I didn't know as well. And if I just started messing with them, then it might seem kind of weird. No, no, no. You got to know your crowd. You can't mess with people without. Well, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't. Yeah. That's okay, why I good. didn't. That's why I backed off. So anyway, it was it was a definitely a good time that night. And the next day, that's when, um, yeah, we were shooting some arrows and I broke one. Um, but decided to head down to the lake, the actual Lake Billy Chinook. Now, this is something that I have heard about, you guys have heard about here on this show if you've been long listeners, because Sarah's talked about it before. A place she calls Hooker Island. Hooker Island. Now, I had never been to where this was. Uh, lake Billy Chinook, the side of where this is, um, where, where it's at, is actually a private section of the lake. The beach itself is private. The lake is public, mm. but the beach itself is private. It's one of the rare places like this in Oregon. There's yeah. not very many places like this. And it's some old hand-me-down law, grandfathered in, whatever it was. You know, but either way, they still get to keep it as a private little beach. Yeah. And with that, um, they've got like a, a kind of a docked-in area with a, with a ramp, a walk around. They've got a boat ramp and a, a little marina there. And they have sitting out in the water, maybe 20, 30 feet out in the water probably. Maybe, probably more like 30 feet. Yeah. Um, out into the water is just a little floating dock for people to go hang out on. And that apparently is what Hooker Island is. It is exactly what Hooker Island is. It is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a. It isn't exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like Hooker Island, but what it is is just like a floating plastic platform that you can just sit and hang out in the sun and drink beer on all day. That's pretty much it. It's amazing. So a bunch of us all decide to head down there on Saturday afternoon, and we arrive, you know, with like two carloads, knowing there's like three more carloads of people coming. And I walk down there to the side of this thing, and there's enough room for, I don't know. Say like ten different groups of people could yeah. could hang out there at this thing. But as soon as I got there, I looked around at everyone else and I was like, "Oh boy, we're gonna piss off everybody." Here. Oh yeah, everyone here is going to hate this group very quickly. We're 
those people. We are those people. Like if you know with a capital those, those yeah. people. Yeah. Those I remember- people when you're having a nice quiet time. At, hanging out at the, at the lake or hanging out, you know, just just a little little quiet picnic, and then those people show up yep. that are all loud. I remember those people from when I was a kid going camping too. and going to like shared lakes, and like those people were there, and they would like, you know, be having fun, and they'd be loud and obnoxious and throwing each other in, and like drinking beer and and just ruining everybody else's good time. Those people. Yeah, we were those people. We were those people. It, totally, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. And yes. so, you know, and, and the thing is, the group that we're with, it's all very fun group. It's like nobody's an asshole. Nobody's doing anything like that, like messing with other people. We're just loud and mess with each other. And, you know, it, it is it, it, we have fun. And so that's pretty much what it was that was going on. And, you know, drinking some beer. Maybe there's a little bit of whiskey there. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some whiskey. A little yes, bit of whiskey. Yes, there was whiskey. Yeah. And swimming out to the uh, to the aforementioned Hooker Island which by the way I have to say I so I swam out there and then I was out there for maybe 15 minutes and I realized it was me and like five dudes and you. Yep. It was decidedly lacking in the hookers. I know. I, well, was, because I was promised a bunch of hot. Chicks. Well, because all the ladies they were a little too. Because I, I was like, if it's snowing outside, I'm swimming out to Hooker Island because it wasn't as warm as uh, you know it would have been desired to be. So a lot of people were kind of, you know, waiting, waiting it out a little bit. But I wanted to get right in there. I'm like, I've been waiting all year to come back mm-hmm. to Hooker Island. I, I don't care if it's freezing. I'm swimming out there. Mm-hmm. And sitting out on Hooker Island. Yeah. So it took a little while for the ladies to get out there, but then everyone got out there and we all hung out. Did. Yeah, it was awesome. And it was great. Um, it's been Until people started complaining about us. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was apparently a complaint uh, about us. But, you know, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just hanging out out there. We weren't telling anyone else they couldn't come out to hang no. out. No. People didn't, some reason, didn't want to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. That's but for some, like, just because they didn't ask to come out uh, there, like, they didn't even try to come out there, but they felt intimidated to come out there. So it was our fault because they didn't come out there, but they felt like they couldn't go out there even even though we didn't say that they couldn't come out there. Yes. Yes. Along those lines. Along those lines. Like I said, we're those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is being noted here. Uh, Nibbles in the chat says, oh, God, those people always show up when I camp. This is why, quick camping lesson, quick little insight into my camping world. That's why I never go to a campground. Always go find your own spot out in the woods. That's why you always then, leave a note. <laughs> that's it. Then, even if you are those people, it does, you're not bothering anybody else. And plus, nobody else can bother you. There we go. A little lesson there. Lesson in the camping. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, there's some. There's some oh, there it being is. Posted of uh, of Hooker Island. There. Oh my gosh, chat, that is plentiful hookers up there. Which, if you're a subscriber, go to funemploymentradio.com/live and you can take a picture of, or take a look at what it is that we're talking about now. Um, if you look in this picture, there's the little platform that's Hooker Island, and then in the back of that is just kind of a walk around dock that that seals in the entire private little area there. Um, which isn't that big. No, it isn't. It isn't huge. No, but, it's not. It's not very big, but yeah. it's just it's just enough. Mm-hmm. And that walkway that kind of separates the rest of the lake from the little private section is where perhaps an epic battle took place. Now, naturally, when you have people a floating are trying to dock, play uh, "Where's Keelan?" in the picture, Greg, because <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty difficult. It and is. Keelan is noting hmm, that's odd that they've never ever had a re- complaint before until <laughs> until the black man. It is comes. kind of weird. Yeah, no complaints ever yet. The one time someone who happens mm. to be African American shows up, oh, suddenly there's a complaint. Even though Keelan wasn't doing anything. No. Nope. Um, so. So, you know, out on the out on the dock, if you do have a floating dock, anytime you're out there doing something like that, naturally, eventually, someone's going to get pushed in. Okay. And there was a little bit of pushing in. I think it started with Tuggy shoving me in without, I did not realize this was going to happen. Lost my sunglasses. <gasps> you did lose I your did sunglasses. Lose sunglasses. Yeah. There's always a pair of sunglasses that are lost but not forgotten. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. these ones are gone. I didn't want them anyway, so it doesn't really matter that much. Although I want to make it seem like it really matters because it's... 
They you get a new pair of sunglasses out of them and just be like, Dougie, you lost yeah, my sunglasses. Those meant a lot to me. They were actually handed down from yeah, many generations. Generations, generations of I sunglasses. And I decided to wear them out onto the docks. I didn't mm-hmm. just find them in my house. <laughs> Dougie just joined the gen. He said, you still crying <laughs> about that? <laughs> I didn't even know he was there. That's oh, I, I brought it up every chance I could for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so we got into a little, little match. And then I decided perhaps I could take that out on Tristan. That was, I think, one of the greatest things I have ever seen in my life. This, I can't even explain it. All right, so if we go back to the picture, well, um, do you have the picture up there? Again, or Keelan post that one. Well, if you, if you look at the picture in the chat, you can see where Hooker Island is. You can see the dock platform behind it, uh-huh. basically connected from one larger dock to the other where people were, like, parking their boats and going right. out and stuff. But this is, like, a walking area. And so Tristan and Greg decided to have the battle to end all battles that included them in a face-off with two bright pink pool noodles. <laughs> and now, they I've had seen the pool noodles, you know, the big, long styrofoam noodles. Yeah, long that... styrofoam pool noodles. Yeah. And so for some reason, like, Tristan and Greg had been, like, kind of scrappy back and forth all day because you guys had been, like, cannonballing around everybody who tried to come oh. out to Hooker Island. Yes, that was something that we did decide had to happen. Anytime someone swam out there, they had to be cannonballed on either side. So we did make sure that happened for everyone. Yes, you did. Um, and, and, yeah, and then everything got a little bit, <laughs> a little bit shovey. And... We decided, yes, this battle needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it was suggested to go out to the dock, which was narrow enough that you could fall on either side of it very easily. Yes. And it was almost like American Gladiator style. It was, but with bright pink pool noodles and yeah. two drunk guys trying to knock each other off of a dock. Pretty much. It was glorious. So all of Hooker Island turned around and the entire beach was watching, including the people that hated us who complained about us. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so Greg and Tristan are out there standing on this dock thing. Pink pool noodles in the end, and we would all just uh, so everyone in the entire beach would start going three, two, one, fight! <laughs> so everyone scream, and so Tristan and Greg are like hitting each other with these hot pink pool noodles, and then like once one of them loses their pool noodle, and they start shoving each other. It's so dangerous. It's so stupid. It's I was kind of well, we we weren't that intoxicated. Like we had it been too much to where we would have well, hurt wasn't, ourselves. Okay, but let's be honest. You were pretty. You we'd all been drinking beer in the sun all day. Well, it was yes, a little bit, but, but you weren't. No, you weren't out of control. But I'm saying, like, maybe both of your coordination wasn't the best ever. But it was enough for it to come down to a tiebreaker. It was, which so, was incredible. Uh, see, and I didn't realize how much everybody else was watching us either, because I was caught up with I don't want I don't want him to shove me into the water. That's kind of what I was really didn't want to get shoved in the water. Oh my so gosh! There's, there's a picture, a picture of me it. shoving him into the water. <laughs> <laughs> so the first two, the first two rounds, I totally won easily, and then I was like, oh well, this is simple. And Tristan was actually starting to get a little mad about it. And like not really mad, but you know he didn't he didn't want me to beat him three times in a row. And lo and behold, he came back and beat me twice. Yes, so he it was two. Twice. It was two and two. It was pretty epic. So like there were two. So Greg won the first two noodle battles. Tristan won the second. The second. So we were doing three out of five. So it came down to this to this this fifth this fifth the battle. fifth and final round the fifth and final battle. And I I do have to say I am proud to say this is why I feel that I maybe owed part of the lake. Perhaps they'll erect a statue to me because I won. I won. Greg did win. One, I won the match. I won the battle and all of the glory that comes with it. You perhaps, won the battle. You won the war. Perhaps a little piece of the lake. I think it's you the, don't deserve a piece of I the lake. I might write a letter to them and just submit like one of these pictures of me pushing him into the water and just say that perhaps, you know, I'm. You know what they're going to write back to you? Lifetime ban. <laughs> no. <laughs> these oh. are not for monkey business. You do not do that. <laughs> I, I won the noodle battle. 
of 2013. Okay. It is true. Yeah, that's a real it was that's, Seriously, it was so much fun. Though. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> well, and it was, I mean, the, the water's plenty deep right there, too, So, it, and the dock is pretty easy to get back up on, so it was nice and easy if you fell in. Mm. It was just more of embarrassment. You mm. didn't. You didn't want to be the one falling in. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, because by you the know. fifth game, by, by the fifth round, you guys were both pretty intense. It was serious business. Oh yeah. Neither of us wanted to lose. Yeah, that one lasted pretty long. Mm-hmm. 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 But uh, there we go. So that is why I am the noodle champion of Lake Billy Chinook. All Can right. I say that? Can I call myself the noodle champion of, <laughs> yeah. of Lake Billy Chinook? You should do that. You should do that. No, it was it was the greatest. My face hurt from laughing. It was <laughs> just how intensely you guys were trying to like battling each other with hot pink pool noodles. It was. It was incredible. <laughs> it was just so magical. <laughs> well, if anybody did, was out there and they do have pictures, yeah, the more pictures, the better. So go ahead and, go ahead and find those and, yeah. and post those up. Uh, so, yeah, so that happened. Anyway, it was, a, it was a wonderful time. And, yeah, just wanted to kind of recap a bunch of that stuff about what happened. Uh, the, then, you know, that night, great time there again. Hung out with everybody. It was so much fun. And then on the way back, actually rode back. Uh, Tuggy once again drove, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Very nice of him. And drove Sarah and I back. I was battling um, the complete desire to want to throw up the entire way. Yes. So for, for and me, Tuggy and I are like, it. yeah, Tuggy and I look when we get together, we're just so obnoxious. Yep. Like you heard, you heard Kelsey and I. Like Kelsey and I, we're, Tuggy and I are like that, except for you know Tuggy's not squealy like we are. But we just sit there and just laugh and laugh. And Greg's just like we were sitting and listening to some amazing, amazing uh, like religious talk radio. On the way out of the canyon. Oh, I do have to say, I, I I was awake for that part. Yeah, I was listening to that, and yeah, it was. It's one of those radio stations. Like, here's where I do like listening to radios when you get outside of big cities and you can actually hear what the rest of like country livings listening mm-hmm. to. Because a lot of times, you know that that is where radio does kind of revert, resort back to more people listen to it because you're out in the middle of nowhere. A lot of times, you can't get internet. Those kinds of things, and this was a full-on religious. It was full-on crazy. So like, Tolly's asking, "How do you? Uh, how could you stay awake during religious talk?" Because this guy was batshit. Yeah, this it wasn't, was amazing. This wasn't your regular, and this isn't bashing on any kind of religion or anything like that. This isn't. This wasn't like a, just a sermon or regular, regular, um, you know, religious radio. It wasn't like you know Christian music or something like that. This was a full-on full whack job, on whack job, like big time. And um, and I'm, I can't remember his name because he only said it like once or it twice. It was like Pastor Pastor Steve. Well, you don't want to make something. up the yeah, yeah I, whatever. Well, whoever it was, yeah, yeah. We, we maybe we can figure it out. But yeah, he was a full on like conspiracy theory guy, uh, religious guy involved NASA, um, like evolution type dude. One of those crazy ones. He was going on and on talking about. He was actually name calling people who didn't believe in religion, which I, I just knew that was like I'm like oh he's crazy because he started talking about people who believe in evolution. He's like you know what I call people that believe in evolution stupid <laughs> like, yeah, that was his that Jesus was his Christ <laughs> and then he's like you know what it was dark a day and a night when Jesus Christ died and you know what I don't have to tell you the truth all you have to do just ask NASA NASA knows it NASA has the records that it was dark for an entire day and an entire night when Jesus Christ died on that cross you can check with NASA on that check on NASA check when that it's like I don't think NASA existed yeah. and I don't think anyone like knows you I don't think you know the particular date to which you're inferring to uh, he none of it made any sense and then he was like belittling people for believing in evolution which is why I find all that stuff fascinating I love listening to the whack jobs on whatever side because it doesn't matter which side they're on because once you go past a certain zone 
you're getting into the into the weirdo territory. Oh yeah. And those ones are fun to listen to for a while because you can't take anything they say seriously. So instead you just get to listen to the crazy. Like that's the part I focus on. Not so much really what they're saying, yeah. but how they're saying it and how much they feel about this thing. And they are just absolutely bonkers. Oh, it's great. And jokes. it was it's fantastic. I love the way that they talk to you because there's no tripping up on words. There's nothing because the crazy just flows through. It's just a steady stream of like uh-huh. non-broken, just like crazy talk. Just I love when he kept like, but that was his one thing. It wasn't like believe in Jesus Christ, believe in Jesus Christ, or believe in God, or God is my you know witness. It was NASA. Everything that he was saying was just like, you don't believe me? You call NASA. You call NASA and you ask yeah. them. Yeah. It's like NASA was his best friend. What? Why aren't you? Why aren't- no. I'm I'm agreeing with you. No, I mean it. The, it yeah. was it was. I just like listening to a religious station yes. that kept uh, name checking NASA for all of the facts of was, Jesus Christ. It was amazing. Yes, it was amazing. So yeah, listening to that, you know that the uh, yeah old <laughs> the the random radio in the middle of nowhere is seriously it is some of the best stuff. So it that's was why, that's one of the things why I like road trips out to anywhere, even to the coast. That kind of stuff. That stuff's awesome. And then Greg oh, yeah. and I, or, and then Greg was asleep, and then Tuggy and I decided we could only pick up either the religious station, and we got kind of tired of it because then the preacher was done with his talking, and then it just turned into like weird Bible music, and we're like, okay, no, we don't want to listen to Bible music. So it was either that, or it was only um, there was another Mexican radio station, and it was noventa cuatro punta trece, and they kept saying it. Noventa cuatro nine forty. Uh, ninety four point three. Oh, 94. Yeah, okay. 94. Punta tres. <laughs> I just kept screaming it. And then Tucky and I were just sitting there singing along like you were passed out. Tucky and I were singing along for an hour to all of this like mariachi music and trying to teach ourselves Spanish because we we're just like, all right, this is the only radio station that we're getting. We're going to try and figure it out. We were actually starting to figure out some of the commercials. See, why do you think I listen to the Russian mm-hmm. station? That's why I listen to the Russian station so much so I can pick up stuff. By the way, Dobre Dan. Dobre Dan. Double done. done. See, there we go. All right, but then, so we were listening to this, and at this particular juncture... Well, and I had woken up at that, too. Yeah, and you had woken up at this time. And this had happened on the way there, but I didn't really pay it much thought because I was so excited about going to the lake that on the way back, it kind of... Because I was going to look it up, and then we weren't getting any cell phone service. But there was this thing that you and Tuggy were telling me about on the drive that I personally, since I didn't, you know, grow up in Oregon, yeah. that I had never heard of. And that's what was kind of weird to me because I just have never even thought about not knowing it. That I, I it didn't it didn't dawn on me that, oh, maybe you really don't know about this. So growing up in Oregon, if you spend any amount of time here, you do end up taking Highway 26. If you're going to go to Mount Hood, especially for skiing mm-hmm. or snowboarding or just even going over the pass into central Oregon, you take Highway 26. It's the main thoroughfare through there. And... There's this one section, lasts about, I don't know, 100 yards or so, 100 yards, 200 yards maybe, that is called Silent Rock. Now, Silent Rock is on Highway 26. It's about maybe, uh, to give a reference, maybe 15 minutes before you get to government camp, maybe less than that. It's it's right up there. Right right up in there. Yeah. Yeah. And Silent Rock is just this one curve. Now, it's a very steep, obviously, you're going up Mount Hood, which is a big mountain, very steep on either side. It's scary. I mean, huge cliff drop off on one side yeah. and very sharp cliff, you know, uh, that, that you're driving up against. And there's this one corner where there's this giant rock formation that's called Silent Rock. It's man-made, right? Well, when they when they made the road. Yeah. yeah when they made the road, they, you know, dynamited it out and, and put that there. I mean, the rock is there by itself. Man didn't make the rock, but the rock, the rock is just part of the mountain. Oh, I thought that it was made of, like, smaller pieces of... I thought they put the rocks in there to make that... No, like I don't think so. That's just okay. that's just part of what the mountain is. Okay, I mean when they when they dynamited it up, I'm sure they broke it all up. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's smaller rocks on there. So 
what is, is when you drive around it, you're supposed to, and I learned this when I was like 12 or 13 riding on the ski buses up to, up to Mount Hood, is you're supposed to turn off the radio and not talk while you drive around it. Why? I never even really understood why. It was just bad luck. And I've driven You're over Mount Hood before. That. Nobody has ever told me that. Like in the were even you, when we went to like Billy Schnook last year and I had I had a great time, but we were listening to the radio. Like because Were Lily, you riding with somebody from Oregon? Yeah, with Lily. But Lily didn't really ski and stuff. I yeah, that's think. true. She wasn't. A, she wasn't a skier. Yeah, because you, the only reason I know is because of this. That's how I knew. But then I so ski so much. Legend. Well, because that's who's driving up there the most during the winter. It seems like anyway. That that's where I found out. Okay. And and I mean, and I grew up with a lot of skiers, so I guess I just assumed it was common knowledge. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. May, maybe it really isn't something like that. And. Yeah, so you're just supposed to be silent when you go around it and turn off the radio, and then as soon as you pass it, boom, you can turn the radio back on. Yeah, and, and you're supposed to be dead silent. Which yeah, you're not realize. to say anything. And you and Tuggy were very adamant about this, which I didn't know. Like, I didn't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, nope. I'm like, okay, so we just have to turn off the radio, and you're like, nope, you don't talk. You don't do anything. I'm like, yeah. okay, because I had never known this. Cause I've, mm-hmm. I've turned up to Mount Hood many times before, but I've never, ever heard that, that rule before. Yeah, and, then, and, and, and that's what everybody's asking, um, you know, why do you have to be silent? I don't remember just other than it was bad luck. You know, I mean, I and I learned it at such a young age. I've never even put a second thought into it. Really, I don't. When why I haven't done that, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people are saying it was my parents. It, this wasn't even my parents. I learned about it from other kids. Well, and I was and, looking and, at and it, and also, you know, and I did not grow up with Tuggy. Tuggy's older than me. Different, you know, different section of the of the state. He did the same thing. He mm-hmm. learned, he learned about it as well. So. I've always just known people to know what it is. But we did start kind of looking it up to try to determine why it is or how this legend came about of what Silent Rock is. And there it's, are some interesting theories. So this is what we did. Because I'm like, why are you guys at Silent Rock? And you guys are both like, because it's something you've known your entire lives. She's like, yeah. I don't know. It just is. That's what we, you just don't talk by it. That's uh-huh. just the rule. And sure enough, looking at this and like looking it up yesterday, there are hundreds of pages and uh, like cases and stuff. Like I thought I was superstitious. People are damn superstitious about this thing. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah, people get really superstitious about it. Yeah, it's all about... Like, basically, it's like saying whether or not you're going to have a good day. Like, everyone says, like, people who weren't silent when they went by it, you know, would end up, like, breaking their arms or, like, their backs or, like, something bad would happen to them on the mountain if they didn't pay respect to the rock when they were driving by. Yeah, a lot of it's associated with skiers and, and boarders. Yeah, people people going up to, to go to the, one of the resorts. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I had heard is just... I don't know. It's just bad luck. So yeah, looking this stuff up, there are some there are some interesting theories. There are some messed up theories, is what there are. And I don't know. Should we read what some <laughs> yes, of these theories we should, are? Because okay, okay, so let me just tell you. So we were reading this yesterday when we were in the car because I was asking Greg and Tucky. I'm like, what is it for? They're like, I don't know. You know, I've always known it. I'm like, yeah, neither of us really had a very good answer other than just it's bad luck. I mean, yeah, and so we were looking it up, and there's. There is not anything like that's a hundred percent because everyone who claims that they know it a hundred percent, they're like, no, it was definitely because of this. It was definitely because of this, but nobody has any proof about anything about yeah. it. Um, there are some that are, you know, just kind of speculation. There are some that are um, kind of like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense, and there are some that are just downright fucked up. <laughs> and there was this one that we found that was just awful that we found yesterday, which it can't be, it, and it's one of those, it's only mentioned once in one thing, but I mean, I, I was looking it up thinking that it was going to be something, you know, not awful. Yeah. And one of the ones that we found was pretty terrible. Uh, do you want to go ahead and read what that one was? All right. So we were looking up Silent Rock after after I finally got my, um, my phone to start working, and <laughs> there was this one. So it was us, and so we're just like, all right, let's look it up. So, you know, we have some time to kill. Let's find out what the legend of Silent Rock is. So I was looking at a bunch of websites. One of them was saying... Uh, 
that Silent Rock was the was a place where like uh, a, like a busload, like for perhaps like a busload of children or something, like flew off the side of the cliff. That's never that's neither been proven nor disproven. There aren't any police reports. Well, there there have been a ton of accidents. There. Lots of accidents. Yeah, there. that that is true. There there have been accidents where people have gone off the side of the cliff. There, I mean, either not driving safe or especially back. You know, when it, when it wasn't quite as safe around there, I don't think they had the guardrails up as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are – that is true. Cars have gone off the side, but that's just because it's a really shitty curve and, you know – It people, is a very people, shitty and it's, curve, And it's, yeah. pretty, it's a pretty crappy drive in the middle of the winter. Yeah. You know, it's bound to happen. I mean, and that's like the sharp curve. That's like a 90-degree curve basically right in front yeah. of that thing. Yeah, that's bound to happen. All right, so one of them is like – it says like a busload of children. One of them says um, a bus full of nuns. That's what one of them said. A bus full of nuns after the driver suffered a coughing fit. Another one said uh, that when they were blowing out the sides of the cliff, they used too much dynamite and it uh, killed some of the construction workers that were making it so that you pay your respects, uh, you know, by keeping silence for like those who lost, you know, who lost their lives on the way to this mountain that we all get to enjoy. I mean, that's possible, I suppose. I'm sure I'm sure building this road through such mountainous territory, somebody did die at some point. Yeah. Uh, back then. Yeah, probably. But the most messed up one that we found, it's like some, I, it, it just, it can't be true because it's so awful. I found this and I just, it's, uh, okay, so let me just tell you this. So I'm yeah, looking at all these, I'm just like, okay, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, bus accents. This is one, this is one of the ones. So the, the last one is a Native American tale, and it says uh, it goes back to the early 1800s. Uh, apparently, this is what the story says about Silent Rock: is that settlers who didn't want the local tribesmen being around, you know, their area. Are you ready? Would jam rocks into the mouths of the local tribesmen and hurl them off of Silent Rock so they couldn't scream on their way down. Is that not one of the most horrible things you have ever heard? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty horrible thing. And then I'm looking at, like, and then I'm also looking, but it also says it could, it, it could have been vice versa as well. So and then, some, and then another report says that Native Americans did this to settlers. So that's one of the theories. That's one of the theories is that they the jammed is, rocks into their mouths so that they couldn't scream on the way down. I Who mean, the fuck? What? Uh, what? Yes, that is an awful, awful idea. There's no way that is what that is from. Because it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It de- I mean, that's so, that's such a horrible thing. It's so horrible. I saw it yesterday. I'm like, as we're driving through the mountains, I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, I don't doubt that at some point, you know, Native American settlers clashed in Mount Hood, you know, and, and people were killed. I don't doubt that at all. That part is not surprising. But the idea that they stuffed somebody's mouth with rocks so you couldn't hear them scream on either side of this to throw them off of the mountain doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Why would it you go to that? It doesn't make sense. Why would you go to all of that? I mean, is it maybe so they wouldn't draw attention to like the other people around so they wouldn't know that they were throwing them off the cliff? No. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. somebody that came sense. up with something ridiculous. This is somebody who's a horrible person who's just like, I'm going to start a rumor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell about the time when people shoved rocks in people's mouths and threw them off cliffs. It's probably somebody who was asked the same question at one point that you asked Tuggy and I of, why do they call it Silent Rock and just decided and to go on the fly just <laughs> and come up with something. Had my wits been more about me, I probably would have come up with something to tell you too. Uh, although, not like that. That's probably not the way I would have gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> that is one of the theories, anyway, about why it is called Silent Rock. Again, I don't know. I've just always heard it's it was It's just traveling. fascinating, though, because I've never... I mean, I know that you've known this your entire life, but I've never even heard of that. I've never... I've lived all over the place, and I've never 
been somewhere where there is such a thing that you do as remain completely silent passing by some sort of space. Like, I mean, you know, there's like the holding your breath as you go, you know, holding your breath and lifting up your feet as you go by a graveyard, you know, all those weird kinds of things. What? Lifting up your feet when you go by a graveyard? Yeah. Haven't you ever heard that? No. You hold your breath and lift up your feet when you go by a graveyard. How are you supposed to drive? I don't know. I mean, your foot has to touch the pedal at least. Well, maybe you just kind of rev before there and just let it coast by there. Well, that doesn't seem safe. Then what if you have to break? I don't know. I've yeah. never heard of that one. You can't. I mean, I've heard of the holding your breath in a tunnel or thing. Or you tap the ceiling. Yeah, you tap the ceiling if you're going through an intersection on a yellow light. Why? That's what you do. It's for luck. That's for luck? For going through a yellow light? You know, honestly, you would be the best person to ask about this stuff because I'm sure every one of those you 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 subscribe to. So you tap the No, ceiling. I have too many. No, I don't do that one because I already have too many. I have too many ticks. I can't do it. I can't commit to another one. I do hold my breath through tunnels. Yeah, I, I've seen you do yes, that. Yes, I know. I have to. It sucks when they're. What long if it's tunnels. a really long tunnel though? Then I just have to take two breaths. I just can't do it. I mean, but I'm didn't not gonna... you take the tunnel from England to France when you were living over there? I did. How did you possibly survive that? You wouldn't be able to survive that. I just, I, I just had to be sometimes, like for. <laughs> and why? Why do you do this? Like for example, all right. So like, if I, if it's out of my control and I honestly cannot do something about it, then I'm okay with it. Like, if, but if I, if it's possible, like if, like if I'm going through like the Vista Ridge Tunnel, mm-hmm. I can, I can hold it through the whole thing. It's a little hard. I can hold it through the whole thing. Okay. I mean, if there's some stop and go traffic, sometimes I have to take a couple of breaths. But, like, oh. Well, it's like you can only control what you can control. Like, for example, when I was riding my bike the other day, my wonderful bike gallery bike that I was doing, mm-hmm. uh, go to bikegallery.com for more info. I was riding my bike, and I've talked about this thing that I have when I ride around the waterfront, how I have to go through that particular metal structure yeah there's some like statue art sculpture thing superstitions of convenience that's what bean said that's exactly it okay they're only superstitious as long as i can control them um but the other day so like there's never been anything in the in the 11 years that i've lived here in portland i always just have to ride through this thing if anyone knows what i'm talking about it's this little iron structure that's like a doorway and it's underneath the morrison bridge on the east side of the river and it's like some little like sculptural monument thing, and it's like a doorway on the bike path on the Viracats Promenade, yeah. Esplanade, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And so one of my th- one of my things is that I have to drive through. I, I always have to ride my bike through it. I always have yeah, to. Yeah, but what happens if you can't? That's the thing. So the other last week, this actually bothered me for quite a while. Last week, I, I rode across because I was I was like I'm riding my bike everywhere, blah blah blah, blah and I was riding across the the river and then around. So I'm getting onto the Viracat side of the Esplanade, and I've never, ever had an obstruction in that thing. Like, sometimes, you know, if there's been someone walking through it, so I have to, like, stop on my bike for a little while and wait, but then get through it. This time, there was a motherfucking person sitting in the middle of that, in the middle of the structure, on a chair, playing a violin. There was no way in hell that I was able to get through there, because he was just sitting there playing his violin in the middle of this fucking doorway. Uh-huh. It made me so mad. Was I actually he playing got a, a funeral march as you came no. He here? was just no. He was just sitting there playing it, and there was no way I could I could satisfy my tick because he's just there. I'm like, this has finally happened. I'm like, after 11 years, I've been you know I've been patient. I've waited to be able to go through. I'm like, this is actually something that I I thought this is when I reined in my crazy because I'm like, all right. I thought for a second. I'm like, maybe I can ask him to just move. When you actually reined it in. No, when I reined it in because I actually I actually contemplated for a millisecond. You were going to ask the man to, to move, move. To ask him to move just so I could go through it. But then I realized, no. But then it, it really bothered me the rest of the day. I wasn't like how? Like what, what? It just bothers me. Like what did you think was going to happen? I don't, I don't know. It just bothers me. I just, it, it bothers me. Huh. 
All right, and so you, so you do that. So you also apparently tap. Um, so you do or don't tap the roof of your car when you go through a yellow light. I don't. Who does that? I've never heard of that before. A lot of people do. My sister does. Well, that's not necessarily a lot of people. That is a lot of people. I see a lot of people do it. When I'm riding with people, I'll see them do it. Was he playing this when you came through? What is that? People are freaking me out now. Yeah, he really made me mad. I almost wanted to run into him. Will you stop it? What are you doing? <laughs> Knock it off, dick. <laughs> All right, so you so you have to ride through that thing. You don't hit the roof. Of the, I don't even understand that one. Hitting the roof of the car when you go through a yellow light. I have mm. no cut. What that's supposed to give you good luck, or it's bad luck if you don't. Everything is bad luck if you don't. If you're superstitious. My God, what a what it's, a terrifying way to exist. It's a cage. No wonder you like hanging out in your little box apartment mm-hmm. and not leaving the house. Yep, it's a cage. That just sounds stressful. Like it there's is enough stressful. stress in life for me yeah. that I don't need to add it by making up things. Well, it's not like I'm adding it on purpose. It's not like I make the decision to do this. It's just like my mind kind of just makes something fact and I have to follow it. I'm not choosing to have to do this stuff. If I felt like I could have control over it, I would. All right. Well, what's what's another one? That's it. I don't want to talk about it. No, anymore. there's more. No, there's not. Well, there's the breathing in the tunnel. What else do you have? I have to put my shoes on in a certain order. What order? I put the, on let me guess. Is it left first? Yes. It's left first. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I don't know. It? What happens if you don't? I don't know. <laughs> it's just particularly my. It's my. It's. It's not even any specific shoes. Just my running shoes. My running shoes. I have to put left one on first. What? You haven't even been running that long. That's not like this can even be an ingrained. I've been running for a couple of years now. Well, that's what I mean. A couple of years now. It's not like you realize uh, you are in the uh, 30s. So a couple of years ago, you were also in your 30s when you started running, meaning you didn't like learn this or pick this up when you were a little kid. This is something new that you've created all on your own. Yeah, I don't know why. When did this start? There's also a bush near my t- my house that I don't run by. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, there's a bush near your house that yeah. you won't. Why? I have a weird thing with like things over me. Like, what's bridges. wrong with the bush? It's like a trellis thing. Like they they made a bush over the sidewalk, and I don't like to walk through it. So Why? I walk a- across on the other side of the street. I don't know. I just don't like it. What's What's wrong with it? I don't know. I just don't. Are there walk like branches it. in the walkway that no, would hit you? I just don't want to walk through it. Wait, so you don't want to walk through that trellis, yet you have to go through the overhead. I don't know how these things work. It just has to it just works oh that way. God, this is a <sighs> Yes, yeah, so I walk through the metal one unless some asshole playing a violin is blocking it and I don't walk through the bush trellis that's near my house. It's giving me a headache. What's another one? Give me one more and I'll I'll drop it. I don't know if I have any more. Oh, there's got to be more. Do I have any more? Um, nothing. That, I mean, I've talked about how I have to eat everything in twos. Oh yeah, you can't eat like one M and M. You have to eat like two M and Ms at a time. Yeah, I have, like, to have one. On, I mean, but that's old news. I've talked about it before. I just have to have one on either side of my mouth. Uh-huh. That's what she said. Um, I don't know. That's enough, don't you think? <laughs> All right, I just wanted to know. I'm just trying to fully understand, you know, and get an idea of what it is that uh, that's going on in that brain. Of yours. I do have a weird thing with my um, with my running watch too. All right, I'll give you one more. I'll okay. give you one more. With my running watch, I can't end on an odd number. 
What do you mean? I mean, like, if I've run, like, 2.15 miles, I, I have to wait until it's 2.16. I don't like ending on an odd number. What? You don't like... But what happens, though, with Hood to Coast? Because you could end in on an odd number. I don't know. It just bothers me. I mean, I do sometimes because I can't help it, but I try not to. This is my bottling. We're stopping this. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. I mean, it's confusing to me. I can't even remember all of the ones you just told me. I don't know how you remember all of this stuff. You remember if you have to. Everybody has their things they have to do. Mine are just... Everyone has their different lists. No, no, no. That's not necessarily true. You have crazy things that you do that probably... Nobody else would understand. Like what? I don't know. I'm sure you have something, though. Everybody has something. Nobody's all the way normal. I probably have, like, weird habits. And if somebody was all the way normal, that would make them weird because they'd be all the way normal. I mean, I probably have some habits. I don't want to see. Does anyone in the chat have any doesn't have any ticks, or are you just going to be too embarrassed to tell me? And I just have to stand out here on the ledge all by myself. Yeah, Somebody tell me the. Actually, maybe don't tell me your ticks because I might pick them up. Never mind. Don't tell me your ticks. <laughs> no, I don't want them. Never mind. Or tell me. Tell me. Don't leave me alone out here. Uh, tell me. <sighs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Two stories starting up out of Seattle, Seattle, out of Florida. All right, Greg. Yes. Stick with me over here. I'm, I'm here with you. A 40-foot-wide sinkhole has caused a three-story building in Florida near Disney World to collapse early this morning, Greg. Dude, what is it with Florida and everything? Because the crossing? Earth is trying to swallow up Florida. That is what's happening. Isn't that like the third or fourth one this it's year? It's like the 57th one this year. This okay. is happening. So nobody was hurt. Uh, firefighters arrived at Summer Bay Resort uh, at about 11.30 p.m. last night after people reported that the building had started to shake. Uh, the sinkhole was beneath the central elevator shaft connected by breezeways to two apartment blocks. So the building on the west side uh, of the structure just collapsed. It was breaking in half. Uh, the elevator was leaning over at 30 or 40 degrees. 20 people have been living in the bu- building but had been evacuated and everyone was accounted for. A nearby building for si- with 16 people and it was also evacuated. No injuries were reported. Uh, the hole is about 10 feet deep and 40 feet wide in diameter. Which is scary because there's no reason for these sinkhole things to be happening. Yeah, and also, don't Google pictures of sinkholes because they're terrifying. Are they giving any kind of an explanation as to why? No, nobody can, like... Nobody like, knows. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows what causes sinkholes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's All right, people are true. just being mean in the chat now. I'm looking at this right now. Everyone's just l- listing my ticks and... Like, for example, Ryan says, I have to unplug my stove when I leave the house or, or else it'll explode when I'm gone. Did you unplug your stove? I did. People are mean. Or maybe they're just more similar to you than you thought. James says he has to close all open drawers and cupboards. Thank you, James. All open doors and cupboards. Kelt Kelt says he knew a girl one time that uh, couldn't have her phone alarm time be even. (laughs) Couldn't have her what? Her Uh, phone alarm time be even. Her phone alarm? Like when she said her phone alarm? It couldn't be an even number. Couldn't end in an even number? Yeah. But yet yours can't end in an odd number when you're running. Yeah. But it does. I sometimes. don't get this. I don't get where this these come me. from. I don't either. And everyone's trying to steal my purse. Next up, out of Florida. 
a 22 year old. So this is something I give you. I give you the the bad. Like Florida's being eaten by sinkholes. Sure. I hope they don't uh, eat Disney World. Disney World was kind of neat. Um, so the second story out of Florida was kind of interesting. It's kind of like a Forrest Gumpy kind of thing. <laughs> Forrest right. Gumpy. Forrest Gumpy is that a descriptive term now? <laughs> that's a new used? adjective, by the way. That's, that's You're a little Forrest Gumpy. <laughs> All right, so this is by a, about a 22-year-old named Harrison Millennian. Uh, so he decided that he was going to start walking across the country, and he has just successfully walked from Tallahassee to Laguna Beach, California. Wow. In a little Why? over 11 weeks. So uh, Millennian got the idea after he started going on 20-mile walks, uh, walks with his golden retriever. He started getting into the habit of going on super long walks. He then began training to walk across the country, even though his friends and family urged him not to. But it became part of a personal challenge and also part of a larger mission to raise awareness about fitness. So he began walking on May 7th all the way from Florida to Laguna Beach. Wow. He walked. Yeah, so he began walking on May 7th with a sign on his back that read America on foot. He took no cash or computer and pushed a baby stroller that he had gutted uh, full of snacks, a tent, clothes, and about 50, 50 pounds of water. Uh, he arrived at Laguna Beach on July 28th. He was hauling 50 pounds of water with him? He was him? pushing it in a, in a baby stroller. 50 pounds of water, snacks, a tent, clothes, and 50 pounds of water. That's impressive, though. He walked across the entire country in just over 11 weeks. Something about this doesn't seem right. What, you think he's cheating? I think maybe there's a little bit of cheating think going there's a little bit of cheating going on? You need more than just... I don't even think 50 pounds of water would be enough. That's not enough water. For walking for 11 and a half weeks? Well, I mean, he, I'm sure that people would stop and give him water. I and mean, I'm sure he was able to stop places and, like, sleep. And or... snacks? I mean, it's not like he he's carrying on... a toilet around with him either. Like, he had to stop places to pee and do other things and stuff. Something's not right about this. Why would it not be right? Oh, uh, there's too many holes in this there story. There aren't holes in the story. He just walked from one place Let to the alone. other. So he had a shopping cart he was pushing? He had a baby carriage that a he baby was... A baby carriage. A gutted baby stroller. All right, maybe that would last that long. It would last that long. Maybe. I'm just saying... There's some issues here. <laughs> People are saying, Greg, that it is possibly could get more water. Well, did he say he got more water? Or he said if he I just saw a man walking across America and he needed water, I would give him some water. No, you wouldn't. You'd be afraid of him and wouldn't talk to him. Probably. Something's, something's not... Something's not right? Something's not well, right. Well, I'm just going to go straight to this one, Greg. Since we're talking about things that aren't right. Yes. By the way, uh, in advance, I would like to thank everybody that sent me this story. And for some reason, it was all men. I don't know what's wrong with you. Here we go. Oh, no. Greg, this is uh, about fishes. It's a, it's a fish story. Greg, a testicle-crushing vegetarian monster fish from South America has invaded the waters off of Scandinavia. Please, please say that first part really A testicle-crushing vegetarian monster fish from South America has invaded the waters off of Scandinavia. Oh. A testicle-crushing vegetarian oh, monster oh, fish stop. from South America has invaded the waters off of Scandinavia. Last week, fishermen in the Orison Sound between Sweden and Denmark reeled in a peku. A fish best known for its sharp teeth and occasional attacks on male genitalia. Oh. Experts at the Natural Museum of Denmark announced the catch earlier this week. Now, this fish, the paku, it's being said, is not normally dangerous to people, but has quite a serious bite, Greg. There have been incidents in other countries, such as uh, Papua New Guinea, where some men have had their testicles. Where was it? Pa pa Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Like Papa Giorgio? Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Papua New Guinea, where some men have had their testicles bitten off by the fish, uh, said one of the oh. museum's fish experts. They bite because they're hungry, 
and testicles sit nicely in their mouths. That is not what it says. It does, I swear to God. The paku is not normally dangerous to people, but it has quite a serious bite. They bite because they're hungry, and testicles sit nicely in their mouth. The expert went on to explain that testicles aren't part of the paku's usual diet, which is uh, primarily vegetarian. Oh my god, these things are huge! Yeah. Did you find the picture of its bloody face? There's one with a bloody face. No, I don't want to see the bloody face. But I can see their teeth. They have like human teeth. Its mouth is not so big, so of course it normally eats uh, nuts, fruit, and small fish. But human testicles are just a natural target, says the expert. Uh, the paku is nearly indistinguishable from the piranha, except for in one way. Uh, its teeth are flatter and stronger than the piranhas, perfect for crushing testicles. The fish, which is usually found in the Amazon River, was likely dumped into Scandinavian waters by amateur fish collectors. Uh, but if you are perhaps living from Scan- in Scandinavia and you're hearing the story and you want to know, hey, I'm a male swimmer. What can I do in these waters to protect myself from the testicle-crushing vegetarian monster fish? What you can do, it's being advised, is keep your swimsuit on. Uh, there might be a few more in there, and they could also be mating, which would make more testicle-crushing vegetarian monster fish Stop. eating your testicles. Uh, he goes on to say, it is normal. It, it's not. <laughs> it isn't normal to get your testicles bitten off, of course, but it can happen, especially now in Sweden. Be aware. Let me ask something else here, too, really quick. Who are all these assholes that release exotic species into the wild where they don't belong? Like, who are these people? Like, oh, I'm going to get a... Boy, you know what I really wish I had in my collection here is a testicle-eating monster fish. A vegetarian testicle-eating monster fish. (laughs) Boy, I would would sure like one of those in my aquarium. Wait a minute. Eh, I don't know. Got to change apartments. Can't really keep it anymore. I'm just going to dump it into the lake. Testicle-crushing vegetarian monster fish. Corporate accounts payable. Nina speaking. Who, who does these things? Oh, I'm going to raise up some boa constrictors. That'd be... Ah, uh, no, wait wait a minute. It got big, and now it's hard to control. I'm just going to open my door and let it let it go on out. I'm just saying. They look... Not like you wouldn't swim away from anything that looks like a piranha. <laughs> anyway, since they're nearly indistinguishable from them. But uh, just please, if you are in Sweden or planning on going there, please stay away from testicle-crushing vegetarian monster fish. That is your world of crazy! Those things are terrifying looking. Yeah. And I don't even have the testicles. Yeah, that is yeah. absolutely awful. I wonder why they have the taste for testicles. I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to think about it. I'm just glad that it's over there and not here. Yeah. It has to be somewhere. Imagine if that was in, uh, was in the lake this weekend. If that if there, like, would have been terrible. Vegetarian testicle crushing monster fish and like Billy Chinook. <laughs> that would have had a whole new meaning to that noodle fight. Whether or not <laughs> I fell in there. Bada bing. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my God. All right. Well, um, so we got to – we do have something here. I don't have ball talk, but I do have an update to something. Okay. What is it? I do have some exciting news I want to share. Okay. It's exciting news that perhaps or perhaps could not be related to Sasquatch. I do think there's a Sasquatch in these woods. Did you get that the full the first time around? I might need to hear it again. Sasquatch watch! Squatch watch. I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for some Sasquatch Watch. So, I've got just two updates. All right, tell me. Two updates, Sarah. Since we didn't have ball talk today, I decided to give some Bigfoot update. Okay. And... 
The first is this. And this is just kind of a further story to what we knew was going to be happening, but now it's happening a lot more. It's been confirmed over Lund- over Idaho, um, according to the Idaho Mountain Express. Oh, God. That Professor Jeff Meldrum, author of Sasquatch, Legend of Meat Science, from Idaho State University. He is in the final fundraising stages of what is called the Falcon Project, which will use a remote-controlled aircraft to conduct flyovers in what he calls Bigfoot territory. Oh, is this what uh, Reese Darby was talking about? He was talking a little like bit the, about that, yeah. Like the sensors or whatever? Exactly. Well, this is with a, with a drone. So they're going to fly a drone over the remote areas of Idaho. Okay. And probably, probably some Montana and Oregon and Washington, too. And that way, they can fully be able to finally fruit prove that there is a Sasquatch and yes, find him. Yes, I'm the, sure this is the time. This is with exactly when it's going to happen. After all these years, it's finally all coming together. Sarah, the Idaho Mountain Express reports this, and I believe the Idaho You know, Mountain I believe Express. anything that comes out of Idaho, I believe that it's they're true. very efficient people. It's true. Okay. So there we go. That is update number one. Update number two. This Tell is very more. exciting, Sarah. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get some Sasquatch music for the background. We do need some Squatch music. I, I don't know what would be good Squatch I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I, I'm fully prepared right now, but mm-hmm. we should discuss this next time, and I'll, I'll find some. Okay, we'll see if we can come up with okay. some. All right. That sounds like Ozzy. No, that's an actual Sasquatch. No, it sounds like, oh, the ball, the crazy train. Unless you're saying Ozzy is a Squatch. All right. Ozzy might, maybe there was a Squatch that was found. Update number two, Sarah. Yes. A brand new television series coming to Spike Television in January 2014 will be called $10 million Bigfoot Bounty. Oh, was it that same thing? $10 million Bigfoot Bounty. Coming to the Spike Television Network in January, and this is going to involve this. It's a reality television series where the where the prize is worth ten million dollars for anybody who finds proof oh, of the this? existence of Bigfoot. Okay, okay. This is different than that Rainier beer Another thing. Another one. This is different than that. This is a full on ten million bucks. Where what's uh, the the series is going to be hosted by Dean Kane? Why would it not be? Remember Dean Kane? I do remember Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Yes. And they're heading out into actually the Pacific Northwest, so they'll probably be filming somewhere around here, which, if you're around here, we want to do an interview very badly, uh, where they're going to search for photographic and DNA evidence. So, And if they find it. Well, it's it, a whole new different idea for a Sasquatch show. If they I can't find believe that it, they're, they're so compelling like this. If they find it, they're going to get $10 million, and it's. Um, uh, Lloyd's of London, that British insurance company mm-hmm. that insures like everything. They insure like athletes' elbows and stuff like that. They are going to give the ten million dollar check to them. So, oh, so they upped the ante quite a bit. Yeah, it's ten million bucks. All right, ten million bucks if you find any kind of evidence proving the existence of Sasquatch. Okay, coming to Spike Television in January of 2014. Ten million dollar Bigfoot bounty. That's your Squatch Watch. Okay. <laughs> Like you have to get the tree clicking in. <laughs> Just had to make sure I got that update in there. Oh my god! <sighs> I kind of want to join. I wonder if it's too late to be on that series. It probably is. Damn. Well, if they're doing it next year, that probably means they're filming it right now, Greg. It probably does. Yeah. So you should probably find out. You should probably look into that. We need to get a hold of them. We do. You do. There's no we. You go for it. <laughs> I'll find him. I know people that have seen him. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is, like we said, awesome. 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 Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. you do so. 
Uh, indeed. Um, don't forget that to uh, if you're going to buy anything from Amazon.com, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first and just click on the Amazon link. Anything you're going to buy from there, just that one extra click. It seriously it helps us out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and big thank you to everyone who's who's donated and, and subscribed to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Thank you. Everything it helps us continue on. Every little thing that you do helps us. Like every it little does. thing, no matter as as little or as much as you can contribute, that helps keep us going. That helps us uh, do shows day after day, and we just really really appreciate it. Yeah, and if, if for some reason you, you can't contribute in that way. Sharing the show, you know, or leaving a positive review on iTunes or, you know, doing different things like that. There's lots of little things and little ways that you can help out. Um, but the Amazon one is one thing. If you're mm. already buying stuff from Amazon, just go to our website, click on that link first, and that's it. Job is done. Job is done. Job is done. Job is done. Uh, no drive time at the drive-in this today because Aaron Duran is in California. 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 So he's in California for this week. So um, no drive time at the drive-in. But I do believe there is going to be an accidental housewives. Okay, cool. Yes, with a special guest producer. Oh my I was goodness! Informed, whose initials are SD. I'm not producing. Whose initials are SD? Oh, well, I don't know anybody else whose initials would be that. So. Well, there sh- clearly couldn't be anybody else. Nope. That would have those. I'm the only one in the world. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, all right, so that's coming up later today, right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.